Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the I'll Be Back podcast. This week, I am sipping on a spicy birch, which if you live in Montgomery County or um, the Conshohocken area specifically, or follow me on Snapchat, you will know a spicy birch uh, is sold at the Ale House. They have really good roast beef sandwiches, and they sell birch beer and Captain Morgan, and they can you can get it in a growler to go, and that is what I'm drinking tonight. Um, sorry, it's been about two weeks since the last time we, uh, I recorded. Uh, last weekend, I probably could have done one Friday, but Labor Day weekend down the shore didn't have all of the uh, technology to set up an episode, so I apologize about that. So we're a couple days late, and uh, this will probably come out on a Friday, so realistically, I'm a week late. <laughs> um, but hey, big news was last Friday, Zach Hicks, who was Temple's basically last big target for the upcoming basketball recruiting year. He committed to Temple. Uh, if you remember last episode, I talked to his AAU coach, Brandon Williams. And by the way, Brandon, awesome. Cannot thank him enough for doing that episode, that interview. He was so cool. Talked about, basically just enjoyed talking about Philly Hoops and I will gladly have him on again. Um, but that episode itself was our Second most listened to episode, other than our first episode, the pilot. Um, also, Twitter did unbelievable numbers, like the most engagements we've ever had, most likes, retweets. Um, a couple AAU people were liking it. Uh, we actually, because we talked about Stevie Mitchell, we had a Marquette guy retweeted it from his blog. Um, we actually gained a couple of followers on Twitter, one of which was Jim Fennerty, who is currently a Temple assistant basketball coach. So we we did pretty, pretty good. Um, not to brag, but we also got a, a couple other listens for older episodes. So maybe we gained a couple followers out of this. <laughs> if you're a new follower, thank you for uh, coming and listening. Uh, if you're somebody who's listened to all of them, you're, you know what you're expecting. Um, so back into, uh, actual Temple, uh, sports topics. Uh, Zach Hicks, again, he commits last Friday. He was our big target. We get him. He's a six foot seven, six foot eight wing. Um, looks like the real deal. Athletic, uh, can shoot threes. It came down to between us and Richmond, it seems like. Uh, I, I don't know what the final deciding factor was I mean not to be a homer but Temple Richmond you gotta go Temple right Richmond's a good school Temple I mean they left the A-10 to beat out a school like Richmond if that makes sense um also you combine him with Hasir Miller who I've talked about in a couple episodes as well he is the gritty Philly guard, the local guy who Temple has always, 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 always lost out on in the last 10, 12 years. Um, and Hicks uh, is a Camden Catholic guy. So you get two guys, really local guys. Aaron McKee finishes out his 2021 recruiting class with those two. Really, you got to be positive. I mean, that's solid. Um 
Obviously, getting Stevie Mitchell was the goal, but you didn't. And I don't want to say these are consolation prizes at all because they're 17, 18-year-old guys who are trying to make the rest of their lives happen for themselves. And it sounds like they wanted to go to Temple, and Temple wanted them there. So recruiting-wise, it it looks like a really good class, and Aaron McKee is going to be judged for the next two, three years compared to Fran Dunphy. But I just... Dunphy, by the last two years of it, seemed like he always, always missed out on these type of guys. And uh, he, he, McKee got them, so we got to be happy. If you round those two out with Brandon Sanders, who is the guy that they got from Florida, who may or may not be doing a prep school year, may or may not just be coming in automatically redshirting, uh, it sounds like he might just be a placeholder for now and he could get you know, these things, recruiting is weird and people get the, I don't want to say the boot, but um, an odd example of this is, and this is only because I went to high school with uh, the kid, was uh, Jalen Bond when he committed to Pitt. Pitt gave out like five scholarships and they were only allowed to accept four, which is how Jalen originally committed there, then decommitted and then he commits to Texas, like, in August. August happened to have one extra scholarship, like, the week before classes started. Jalen goes there, and it didn't work out, and that's how Jalen ended up at Temple. But originally, Jalen was a pit commit. Um, obviously, I think Jalen is way better than Brandon Sanders, but that's just an example of where... Uh, I, I It's just... Recruiting is... Obviously, the coaches want their best players available and sometimes you kind of overload and politics get into play and you kick the can on somebody um and I'm not saying that they've done that yet with Brandon Sanders at all it just seems like he might be the odd man out and I wouldn't if if I was a betting man a year from now he's 50-50 on the team um anyway I guess to go to the next topic the ACC basketball, keeping with the basketball topic, has recommended, kind of proposed a everybody makes the tournament deal. I think everybody's freaking out about it. the COVID, obviously. Is there going to be a season? Who knows? I'm not going to pretend to be an insider on this. Um, this would probably be a better question for Austin Cox, who I interviewed about five or six episodes ago. Um but even when we talked to him about the upcoming football season, he seemed not entirely sure. As everything is this year, nobody knows. It's just kind of a who knows. I watched an NFL game tonight, which I did not think would happen. But here we are. Go Birds, by the way. See you guys Sunday, hopefully. Uh, wherever you guys are tailgating, drinking. Um... And for basketball, it sounds like, I mean, they're done recruiting 2021 kids and 2022 kids are the next ones that Temple has to uh, offer, Um, which sounds even weirder because, I mean, that's two years away, but not that far away. I mean, figure Miller, Hicks, they're 2021 guys. Um, So they're going to, Temple's got to start offering the next upcoming class, juniors, now, so Fuck, I'm old. <laughs> I graduated high school 09. Time flies when you're following Temple Sports, I guess. Um, 
we'll move on to football. Uh, football officially announced that the September 26th game is going to be moved to October 10th. That is against Navy. Um, so Temple's conference, the American conference, they're, they're allowed con- non-conference games, but Temple just got the shit end of that. The, all their non-conference games got canceled because those teams already either canceled or rescheduled or are not playing whatsoever. Um, Miami was like the closest shot they had and that Miami is obviously only going to play a team that's from Florida. Um, so the way their schedule was set up was it was they were going to play October 26th and they're not going to play again until basically mid-October, so October 17th. So it really didn't make sense for them to have such a lull in between. Um, and Rod Carey basically hinted at this happening about a week ago. He had a press conference where he said the team just wasn't ready because of the they're practicing under restrictions as well. So he basically said the way they're practicing, he didn't feel the players would be ready for a full contact game. So he put the feelers out there for this kind of to happen. Um, I get it. I'm annoyed because I just want I just want to sit and enjoy a Saturday and yelling at the TV and cursing out uh, 20-year-olds who are trying their best because that's what we do as Temple football fans. And they usually end up being pretty good. At least for the last 11 years, they've done a pretty solid job. Um, but... So their next game isn't for over a month now, which it is what it is. Just have to wait it out more. Uh, um, the American Conference had a couple games last weekend, which I was down in Cape May at my buddy John's house, and I'm telling him to check the scores for SMU, Memphis, and Navy. Navy got spanked. Uh, SMU and Memphis squeaked by. SMU barely beat North Texas, who I didn't even know how to team. Uh... And SMU barely squeaked by, or Memphis barely squeaked by Arkansas State. Um, so for a conference that's trying to make a name for itself, and in a year that not every major team's playing every week, you kind of had a chance to do it, and you didn't. Now, maybe that's because of, like, Temple's coach Rod Carey explained, you aren't, you know, practicing as well. I don't know. Maybe, you know, first game jitters, whatever. Um, hopefully they step it up though. And hopefully by the time Temple plays, Temple does not do the same. That's something, it's just a personal, you know, I want the conference to succeed. I want Temple to look good. And if you're only beating North Texas by 10 SMU, who both of those teams, SMU Memphis are supposed to be top of the tier of the conference. Like that's just not a good showing. Um... Going through my notes here. So we got Tulane plays this week and USF plays this week. And literally one of them plays the Citadel. Um, So they should hopefully both win this upcoming week and kind of regain the confidence for overall for the conference. Um, Make me a little happier and understand that maybe we're not as shitty as they just portrayed us. Um, And I guess we'll end the podcast on a decent note for Temple. Um, Temple football, and this was kind of retweeted throughout the Temple football world, they announced the the NFL announced the official rosters this week. So Temple re-announced all the rosters, basically hyping up themselves. 
26 Temple Owls total made football teams for the NFL this week. Um, Adam, Adam DeMichael, current NFL or current assistant coach at Temple, tweeted that 26 Owls made the pros. Um, he also, in the tweet, he put 16 colleges have more players than currently Temple, which is kind of unreal. Um, I saw one earlier that said it was 20 players for Temple. So I don't know if DeMichael added practice players or some changes kind of happened. Um, either way, if you have 26 or you have 20, I mean, Temple football's looking like a pro. Factory is not the word I want to use, but contributor, you know? I mean, either way, you look at it, if they had 26, they're top 16. If they are... If they, if they only had 20 players total, they were still ranked 25th, I think. So it's not bad. And that's just something you can use for recruiting, and that's what they need. I mean, obviously, since since I was there in 2009, I know they've had a, a lot of good pros. Brandon Manis is all, still on the team. Tyler Matakevich has had a really good name for himself. Um, Deion Dawkins uh, was a top-round pick. And he just got named this week as well as a captain for the Bills. Muhammad Wilkerson was a good pick. Hassan Reddick um, is on the Cardinals. And it sounds like he shifted back to outside linebacker. Um, but no, they've had, they've had some really, really good pros. Harrison Hand just got drafted. I know he's a transfer from Baylor. It'll, Matt Hennessy just got drafted. Uh, offensive lineman at, for Atlanta. I mean, they, they have... Some really good players the Eagles have. Uh, Sean Bradley, it sounds like he made the team. Uh, Matt Rule has like seven, I think, that are on the Panthers, which we'll count them. I mean, Robbie Anderson's a good wide receiver. Uh, they got a couple other guys. P.J. Walker, who obviously the XFL helped him. But overall, 26 players currently on NFL teams. That's just huge for recruiting, and you can keep hyping that up and just I, – I, I was looking at the list total. I think it said they were they had more NFL players currently than Wisconsin, Nebraska, Oregon, Virginia Tech, West Virginia. I mean, that's huge for Temple to you, – you, I mean, you walk into a guy's house and you say, hey, do you want to make the league because this is what we can do for you. And that's how you get better, and that's – it's funny – Again, the, the rivals' rankings are – they are what they are. People go by them. But you look at all the guys that we're getting that are in the league. They're all three-star guys, really, two-star, three-stars. And that more goes on coaching for Temple, and they've developed guys. And, yes, you, you want a five-star. Look at Alabama. They have 100 five-stars every year. But Temple does find a way to make the two- and the three-star guys work out. Um, and it sucks because I think when we are talked about nationally, people forget about us, um, especially like amongst the groups of five group, group of five schools, the, you know, non-power conferences, like I just said, we're top, depending on what ranking you look at, we had the top 16 or top 25 most college players in the league. And that was more than any other, uh, non-power conference school. So like more than Cincinnati, more than Memphis, more than Central Florida, more than Boise State. 
I mean, these are the schools that you think of and the national people think of. So Temple's producing though, you know, pros out at, you know, a good level better than some of these levels of the schools that are predicted to end up making the bowls that Temple's always kind of left out of. Um, again, I'm, I'm a homer and I'll probably skew that in our favor, but that is a fact. Um, and I think part of the underperforming record wise, you know, we're going eight and four versus some of these teams that I just mentioned might be going 10 and two, like, you know, Cincinnati, Memphis, um, the coaching overturn maybe is more of an impact than I think. And people think, um, so you got to keep replacing your coach and coming in a new offense and this, this, and this. And maybe you lose one or two extra games a year than you should, but your talent's there. And clearly the NFL scouts are evaluating it that way. And like I said, if you're recruiting and you, you are assistant coach at Temple, you go into a room and you hand out a flyer to a mom or a dad or a 17-year-old and you say, these are our current pros. What do you want to do? You want to come here? You want to go to somewhere that has 10 pros? Hey, um, it makes sense to me. I could be wrong. (laughs) Um, I think that's all I have for you guys this week. I have a kind of a funny story. Probably shouldn't share it, but screw it. I'm going to. Um, I always hype out Al Scoop. On here, I've referenced them. I uh, try to use their tweets uh, as a lot of my info. <laughs> I I, bl- I write or subscribe to it, and I got called out on the site the other day by one of the guys who I would love to have on this podcast, by the way. Um, if he happens to listen to this, more than welcome to come on. Um, but it was just really funny. I got called out. Uh, wrongfully. And it was just funny because this is just something I enjoy, something I'm very passionate about, which is why I started a podcast. And he was just like, hey, at my screen name, um, he thought I was doing something poorly, uh, which I was not. I've actually gone out of my way to not kind of copyright stuff from the podcast or from that website on Al Scoop, and I try to cite them when I can. Um, so if anybody's listening to this on uh, from Al Scoop, I apologize. I'm not doing anything wrong. I uh, just want to clear my name. Uh, and hopefully going to try to keep doing our own content, uh, keeping it original. That is what I strive for, and I've told my listeners more than once to, you know, either follow the Owl Scoop guys on Twitter, follow, like, just subscribe to it. Um, I try to keep any intel from that website on hold until it's officially made public, and then I will probably talk about it, but never try to give info away. I firmly uh, believe what DiCarlo and Kyle Gauss do is great, and I really, really appreciate um, all their stuff. Half the people are like, what is he talking about? The other half are like, oh, I know that. Um, So I think that's it for this week, guys. (laughs) Um, I'm going to try to get a couple really good um, interviews next couple weeks, especially with the football game getting pushed back even further. Um, I think we're going to do the Jonas Scovdal episode 
which if some of you guys know him, he's like my best friend from Temple. He's probably going to get on here for like 20 minutes and just yell about Fran Dumphy, but I think it'll be good content. Um, like I said earlier in the pod, the episode we did last gained just a couple of followers on Twitter. I've re- Some of them reached out to me. Uh, one guy, Alice Prime, I think I'm going to try to get him on. He seemed like a really, really cool dude. We were messaging on Twitter. Um, anybody else, like, if you just want to, like, come on, feel free to reach out. Uh, we might have a Nova fan on, and a Villanova guy just said, hey, can I come on your podcast and curse out Temple for 30 minutes? And I was pretty reluctant. But uh, also, uh, Jeff Kasachin, a.k.a. Satch, gave us a follow on Twitter. Didn't think he would ever do that. But here we are. Um, anyway, guys, thanks for listening. As always, I really, really appreciate it. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. To any of the new followers, listeners, again, thank you for jumping on board. Um, see you guys next week, all right?